Hey guys and welcome to a new podcast episode. I think we're doing a podcast episode after so much time. I miss you guys. But you know when I'm not doing podcasts, I'm writing articles and they're following me there. The link is in the description or I'm actually building cool stuff for you guys. So that's what we are doing. I am I'm always working to bring you cool stuff that can actually help you in your mental health and in your happiness levels. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How can you raise the quality of your life to the highest level possible without limiting your happiness or achievement? I believe that every day is a great day to wake up with a smile on your face and a purpose in your heart. That every day is a great day to be your best. Welcome to the Yin-Yang of Life. I'm your host Mughanafis and on this podcast we figure out exactly what it takes to raise the quality of your life to the highest level possible. without sabotaging your happiness and accomplishment welcome to the show make sure to learn heaps take notes and follow me on instagram at the rate this is armugan to join our community also make sure to dm me so we can say hi let's begin today's episode We're going to talk about your brain on happiness and say we are going to talk about what the default mode of your brain is and what it has to do with happiness. Now, the title of this podcast is most probably, I don't know if I changed it, I'm sorry, but most probably it is is your brain wired for happiness. Now, for those of you who want the short answer, the short answer is no. Your brain is not wired for happiness. It's wired for something else. In fact, you know, I remember when I was getting into this stuff and reading about this, one of the first guys I learned this from was Tony Robbins and he came he came onto the stage and he was this big guy, you know. He came onto the stage and he explained that he explained something that really shifted me, that you know, shifted the way I looked at my own self, at my own mind, at my own brain. And he said that your brain is He said the exact th- same thing. He said that your brain is designed to make you survive. This is one of the core things that he teaches in all of his books, his seminars, his works that your brain is designed to make you survive. And it's a survival brain basically. It's 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 an outdated, right? And one of the things that he explains in his book, I think it was Awaken the Giant Within. In fact, as I record this podcast episode, the book is in front of me uh i'm doing it in my library top type uh, it's it's my library where i have books so i'm rec- i record my podcast episodes there so uh in the premise of this book he says that your brain is like uh it's like a ferrari it's like a supercomputer and it's it is you know scientifically speaking it is the most advanced supercomputer on earth because You know when you have the supercomputer you put metals together and you get into that metal and you go to the moon right you create a rocket ship out of metals so that's pretty interesting that's pretty amazing that's pretty amazing what the brain can do now but the brain is pretty amazing it's like a ferrari but we have no it comes with no manual it's like a supercomputer that does not come with manual right you don't have you ever gone to a class even in psychology classes right have you ever gone to a class that told that teach you that taught you how you can use your brain effectively to solve problems or how you can use your brain or your mind or your thinking effectively in order to be happy i have not been to a single class like that in fact i had to go and learn all these things for myself for so many different from so many different teachers who thankfully were teaching this stuff but that was not in a classroom setting society doesn't teach you that 
Do you want to know the secret to feeling more joy in your life, no matter what you have been through or your outer circumstances? Then stick to the end. My name is Ermogan and after being clinically depressed and suicidal at a very young age in my life, I sought out the answer to this one question. What is it that creates real lasting joy? And after four years of deep research, I found out that joy is something that's already in you and you can unlock it using a simple formula. So if you're someone who is looking to take the joy you feel at the next level in your life, then sign up for my free three-day Unlock the Joy Formula Challenge. Here for three days, you'll get live training on how you can unlock more joy in your life. The best thing is it's completely free. So sign up now at unlockthejoy.com. And let me say this as well. I am only accepting 50 people in the challenge, so the seats might run out pretty fast. So I don't want you to miss out. So go right now at unlockthejoy.com. That's unlockthejoy.com. And sign up now so I can see you on the other side and let's unlock more joy in your life. So what happens is your brain, you have this amazing instrument, but you don't know how to use it. So its software is outdated. And do you know what software it's using? The same one it was using when you and I were cavemen, right? When you or I were living in caves. What happens when you're living in a cave? When you're living in a cave, life back then was very interesting. It was very, uh, it was not to be dependent upon. Like you go out today and you might not find food, right? Because the season is just not in your favor. You might go out today and you know, there's a saber toothed tiger out there who's to hunt you, right? He might kill you, you don't know. So you have to survive. The basic goal of life at that time, if you were a caveman, put yourself in the shoes of a caveman. I don't know if they wear shoes, if they wore shoes at that time, but put yourself in the feet of a caveman. And imagine that you're going out, it's the morning, you don't have food, you have a family to support. Now you're going out with your brothers, with your caveman brothers, and you're these, you know, big guys like, you know, The Rock or something. Now you're going out and there's, and you see a tiger. What is the first instinct that kicks in? Save myself, survive, right? Fight or flight mode, right? So that is, the, that is basically what you were living in because that, at that time, there were so many saber-toothed tigers, right? There's so many dangers that you need to protect yourself with. There are natural dangers that you need to protect yourself from, right? There's so many stuff that was happening and your brain mold was to survive. And by the way, it did a great job in making you survive. It did a great job, it was awesome because you know, you and I are here and we are not cavemen anymore. We survive, right? We are the, in fact, out of the 56, I think, species of humans there were, we are the only one that survived. So we are a pretty interesting species, right? So the thing that happens, the, the problem, however, is now when you go out, I, you know, I go out all the time. I go out every day, just like you might, or, you know, just like all of you might. We don't see saber-toothed tiger anymore. Have you seen one? I have not seen one, except if you see one, they are pretty much, <laughs> it's a simple tiger and it's locked up in cage, right? <laughs> That's what you do with tigers now. So anyways, you don't see one, but your mind is still in that survival thing, in that survival mode. It's still there, right? It's, it's always that, you know, when you saw a saber-toothed tiger, what happened with your brain? There's this function of the brain, it's called fight or flight mode. Right? It turns on your, I guess it's autonomic nervous system, right? And all of a sudden, when you see a danger, you have two options. Either fight it, either run from it, flight, or either, you know, this. Uh, when you're seeing a new opportunity, it, another option is either mate with it, right? Make friends with it. 
So there's these three options. Whenever you see new opportunities, your brain goes into these three options. And by the way, this does that even now, right? And you see a tiger and the option is you can't fight with it. You can't make friends with it. You can't mate with it. So what you will do is you'll run from it, right? And in order to run, you need to make the maximum out of your body, right? So stress comes in, the stress hormones kick, kick, kick in, you know, cortisol level goes up and all these things happen in your body. And you have all this energy in order to save yourself. You go out and you climb a tree where the tiger can't climb and you save yourself. But you know what happens is in that process of stress, a lot of energy is consumed. Now the problem is, if you look around, even though there are no tigers, if, even though there are no such dangers, our thing is the fight or flight system is so on, is so much on, right? It's always turned on every single day by the, li the little of things, right? Because our brain by default, again, remember, our, remember one, or th one more thing. Your brain has a principle, it's called save calories, right? Save calories. And in order to save calories, you cannot be thinking all the time, right? You cannot be thinking and making connections, new connections all the time. So what you do is once you make connections, your brain remembers it, right? So now, you know, here's how it plays out in your world. You might be saying, oh, okay, how does that apply to me? The way that this applies to you is if one time you went to a place and you had a bad experience, you had a negative experience, the people there were not nice to you, somebody yelled at you, you know, somebody dropped a cup of coffee on you or something happened and you got a stain on a white shirt, something happened, right? Now when you go back to that place, your brain is still stuck in that mode. You know why? Because save calories, right? You associated that feeling to that place. You associated that feeling of negativity or hurt or anger or whatever it was you associated to all of that place now whenever you think of that place it makes you angry instead of looking at reality the reality was it might be that the person there is not having a good day instead of seeing it like that you don't you don't see it like that what you do is you make these rationalizations right in order to understand reality your brain makes a lot of rationalization it skips over a lot of facts a lot of things right and that's why now you hate your boss, right? <laughs> because one time he was not happy with you. And by the way, I know boss, <laughs> if your boss is not nice, that's all right. But there are so many other co-workers in your area that might be nice. You don't focus on them. You always focus on what's wrong. So that's the default mode of your brain. If you live on that, uh, I'm going to use a bad word here. If you live on that sucker, <laughs> it will suck everything out of your life. It will just ruin your life. It won't, it won't do you any good. You will be running on the same old pattern, right? You cannot create anything new. And by the way, you cannot be happy if you live on that place because then you will always be in survival. Then you are in fight or flight mode. And by the way, if you live in fight, fight or flight mode for long, it damages everything in your body. It damages every, it, even the hormonal system of your body is, impact, uh, is impacted directly by that. So all of that stuff happens. So you don't want that. I don't want that. We actually want to be happy. That's what we are here for, right? That's what. That's why you're listening to the yin yang of life. And that's why I'm here explaining these things to you. So what do you do about that? What do you do about that? You might be saying, oh, okay, you like the doomsday announcer. You told me all the bad things that I do. But what should I do about them? Here's what you can do about them. And here's what you must do about them. Simple answer, be a master, not a servant of your mind. 
because if that the your mind is basically it's I know uh, it's crazy right it's useful but the personal mind the brain that is outdated that is running on outdated software it's crazy it will make you go around in circles you don't want to live like that what you want to do is live at a higher level in for in order to do that you have to be a master of your mind you have to change your focus that's one of the big things that you can do one of there are many things that you can do but one of the big things that you can do is change your focus because your mind by default it's always focusing on what's wrong but when it's complaining about what's wrong why don't you ask yourself a question oh okay what are the things that i can be grateful for what are the things that make me happy right they are in my life because most of the time they get filtered around you don't pay attention and you don't feel them right that's why gratitude is so big of uh of so big of a life changer right when you feel more gratitude just like you know living in that fight or flight mode affects your body gratitude and all these living in these positive states affect your body positively as well right we'll do a podcast on that on how happiness can actually help you live longer right so it actually affects your whole system right it does not happiness is not just this one thing and you get that and then you know it stays uh uh it stays like it's isolated in this isolated place no it affects everything in your body right it's connected with everything in your body so in your body in your mind and in your life in your performance as well so so anyways the thing is you have to control you not don't you you don't have to control you have to lead your mind you have to be higher than the mind if you want to be happy you cannot just be lost in it and the way to do that is when your mind is getting lost the first way there i'll give you two ways the first one is whenever your mind is getting lost it's complaining it's nagging it's you know being crazy about something or you know it's going into this fight or flight mode and you feel yourself going into that fight or flight mode instead of losing yourself in your brain just notice what is going on have you ever heard of this practice called mindfulness what is mindfulness mindfulness is even though my mind is going crazy i am not going to buy into that stuff and by the way that's you're going to find out that's pretty hard to do right <laughs> because the mind has this you know it's like it like has this pull and it pulls on me right it's like it br- it tries to bring me down to its own level and it does mindfulness is before you go down to the level of your mind if you can sit down for 2 minutes or 1 minute or 30 seconds right before getting angry and before uh, l- let's say that you have a habit of you know getting angry at your kids right and you shout right you do that and now that's a terrible habit that you want to get rid of here's how you can work through it as the anger as your kid does something funny and you you are getting angry before the yelling happens before the shouting happens sit with the feeling for a second don't deny it don't let it go you can shout nobody's stopping you from that as well but what you can do is just sit there for if you can't sit there for a minute right just sit there for 30 seconds if you can't sit there for 30 seconds sit there for 15 seconds right and when you sit there and you be with that feeling and you don't have to do anything in that feeling in that place right in that space that you're giving yourself 15 seconds 30 seconds a minute 2 minutes 5 minutes whatever you do in that space you don't have to do anything you just have to be with the feeling of anger that is coming up inside of you if you do just that then when you do that eventually you'll find out that you don't now the power that your mind has that it pulls you down to its level and you have to do it like you know like a drug addict you have to do it 
the mind will slowly start losing its power. The habit will slowly start losing its power over you. And you will actually now have a choice. And then you will start slowly, you'll start making a better choice, right? So that's how you can start. That's the one way, mindfulness. What's another way? Another way is you can, what's the second way? I promise you to give you two ways. This is the second one. The second one is instead of focusing on all the things that are making you stressed or worries or, you know, anxiety, you can focus on the stuff that actually makes you happy, right? Yes, yes, I know that you have a boss that you always complain about and he's not good and he is, he always, he is always in this uptight mood. But don't you have someone who you actually love to be with in the, in your workspace? Don't you have someone whom you can, uh, whom you really love in that place, right? Whom, who, or whom you are really great friends with? How about you focus on them for a while and be grateful that they are here with you? How about all the opportunities that you have gained from being in this place? There's so many things, guys. There's so many things. And I'll leave you with a story, right? Practice these things, by the way. These are not just to listen, right? Listening and reading and understanding is great, but practicing is what makes perfect, right? Practicing is the thing. So I'll leave you with a story. And that story is, let's imagine that you were, I'm going to, uh, there was this person, Ben, and I'm completely making the person up. There was this person, Ben, and Ben woke up and he was off to his work. And just as he was in front of his workplace, uh, in front of the building, and he was about to enter the building, there's this road that he has to cross. And as he crosses the sidewalk, a big, there's, there's this big bus that misses Ben just by an inch, right? Just by an inch. Like it was barely, he barely survived. Now, there are two ways Ben react. Ben reacts. One of the ways that Ben reacts is, oh, why does this have to happen to me? Bus drivers are crazy around here. They have no ethics. I'm li not living in this city anymore, <laughs> right? One time this stuff happens and now you're not living in, the city, living in the city anymore. That's pretty logical, right? Or another way, the, be, uh, the other way Ben can react is, oh, thank you, God. Thank you. You saved me. I was just about to in that. I was just about to be in an accident, but oh, I missed close call, whatever, right? I'm lucky to be alive today. I missed a close call. But there's these two ways you can react. And you are Ben. You choose which way to react. I'm not going to tell you the, I'm not going to tell you the right one. There's no right or wrong one. It's just the one which you want to choose. So you choose the way you want to react. So Anyways, that's it for today's episode and I'm going to see you in the next one.